Welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. Join Dr. Frank Anderson and Lisa Berry in exploring new ways to live in this chaotic world and find peace and joy in the most unlikely places. Hi, and welcome to the Exploring Awareness Podcast. And thank you so much for listening. I'm Lisa Berry. So happy to have you joining us. Dr. Frank Anderson also here to share his perspective of this awareness journey, or as we like to call it, our big fun journey. So thank you so much for listening. Welcome, everybody. We're here again today to do that thing that we do each week. And it's called Exploring Awareness. And this is where we use mindfulness techniques to explore the present moment, to see what's happening as it is. And it's right. It's a big, fun journey. So what are we going to talk about this episode, Lisa? One thing that I've been aware of lately is change. And I've never been a fan of change, but I've been trying to be more aware of that and be more open to change. And I found it really helpful that when someone might propose a change to me or something might change and I I know, I know my initial reaction, I don't want to call it a response, my reaction is to push it away and to not go with the flow. So now I'm trying to be aware, hey, I don't like change. And if I'm aware of that, then maybe I can go with the flow just a little bit more. (laughs) I love it that you say you're not a fan of change. (laughs) Because How should I say it? (laughs) Well, no, no. Oh, no. I'm not a fan of change either. But from like the perspective of our podcast at Exploring Awareness, right? it's funny because when you look at things from an awareness perspective, everything is changing constantly every minute. <laughs> and so change is so much a part of our everyday experience. And so there's that, there's that on the one hand, we don't like things to change. And on the other hand, Things are changing all the time, no matter whether we like it or not. And, and so, I don't like that you said that. <laughs> right. right I'm just going to be honest. It sets, sets us up for a conflict. Right. Doesn't it? Yes. Everything yeah. is changing all the time. So deal with change or be right. aware of yeah, change. Yeah, that's what it sounds like, right? It's like deal with it as if I'm telling you, you have to, to deal with change. And that doesn't sound really very compassionate, does it? That more sounds like um, um, a resistance. And one of our favorite sayings is what you resist persists. And the only way out is through. And I think that may have some resonance with what we're talking about today. Well, you're really getting into it fast. <laughs> and you know what? I, I've, give my, I've given myself some credit for being aware, to have this awareness. It, it's pretty recent. I mean, we, we talk about awareness all the time, but to have this recent awareness about how much I don't like change, maybe it's, is it more than being aware? It's kind of embracing it and accepting it. I know acceptance is huge and in, in feeling some sense of ease. And maybe now that I'm accepting that I don't like change and I'm aware that I don't like change, it's making it easier for me to deal with change. I think you're onto something there. And I think long-term listeners to the podcast will also remember how we've talked about awareness 
becoming aware of whatever it is transforms that thing in a way into presence. And so when you become aware of change, remember now you are becoming aware. You are aware. And the awareness part of you actually doesn't change. So you're connected back to your core and you're aware of change in the present moment. The present moment is the present moment, which was different than the past and different than the future because some something has changed. You know, some small things have changed. It's certainly not the same. But what, but what you're really describing is what we've been working on for the last year and a half, and that is becoming aware of what's happening in the present moment, accepting it as it is in the present moment. And in doing that, you feel less resistance, less defensiveness. You feel stable and calm and peaceful. Okay. Cue the fireworks because <laughs> that is, I mean, I know you've said that and I know we've discussed it, but I think focused on what we're focusing on for this episode, that is huge. I mean, that's, that's it. That's that. I want to say viola. That's, that's what we've been talking about. And, Oh, it's it's all coming together for me. And I hope it's coming together for for you. Listen, can you say it one more time just so people know what exactly it is you're saying so we can feel sure. it a little more? And so we've talking been talking about present moment awareness. And we practice awareness, get ready for these situations by doing Awareness of the breath, awareness of the body, awareness of thoughts, awareness of emotions when you're doing your meditation practice. That happens in your chair and your cushion or whatever in the morning or in the evening where things are under control. But sometimes you're faced with change, just like you said. Maybe they're bigger dramatic changes. What you're saying is in a very clear and practical way that when you become aware that that change is occurring, and you also become aware of your resistance to change, that awareness transforms the change and the resistance into presence. When you're in presence, you're in the present moment, and that is where, why you feel peaceful. That is why you feel calm. Mm. Awareness is that core of grounded wisdom to know what's the truth. I think for me, it was the awareness that I don't like change. And I think about it. I like, I like variety and I like the unexpected and I like the unique and I like things that are different, but to me, those are not change. And I recently realized and was aware in the moment, like somebody proposed doing something a different way to me. And my instant reaction was like, no, and then I thought, Lisa, you're just, you're just, you're being defensive and you're fighting change. And it might be better to do it that way. If you were just a little more aware of your resistance to change and more in the moment, it might work out. So I just gave myself the space and the time to let it be. I mean, instead of instantly shooting it down, I thought, I'm aware I don't like change. Somebody just proposed a change to me. Instead of instantly fighting it, I'm going to just give it some space, give it some time and realize that I don't like change. And maybe what they're suggesting is okay. And man, that just brings 
some freedom and relief and some ease to your life to give it that space and time. Well, it does remind me too of uh, what we've talked about before of reaction versus response. Yes. And how this awareness perspective allows you to have a response, you know, it allows you to, to take in that maybe, maybe the change someone is suggesting is not a good idea. And maybe Mm -hmm. you're able to say, well, you know, actually I appreciate your opinion there, but here are these issues that make this change seem less desirable to me. And so there's that response, you know, as opposed to react. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of Michael Singer, who wrote The Untethered Soul. And he shared something about for many people, change is a source of fear, fear of added stress, fear of discomfort and fear of the unknown. Yet change is an inevitable part of life. So those who view it with fear tend to spend far too much energy trying unsuccessfully to to change it. So then I thought change and fear. Do you feel like those are interchangeable concepts? Certainly they can be. I don't want to lump everything together that easily. Right. Because changes sometimes happen that, that we just don't want and we don't have control over and, and they are hard, really hard to accept. And you can think of all kinds of like bad things that could happen to people, traumas, difficult expectations. So some change can be really hard to take. And there also could be fear associated with it because you do get in other types of change. If you're stuck in your particular habits, stuck in a particular script, stuck in a particular way of doing things that you've always done the same way, then there's like fear of what you might lose if you did something different. So I can see fear in that, in that direction as well. But if you kind of bring it all together, I kind of like this quote Adyashante has. It says, can you give yourself enough freedom to do whatever the moment calls for? Mm. And so now we're talking different about not accepting change or not accepting change. What we're talking about being kind of just open and spacious to let what's happening in the present moment happen. If it looks like change, if it looks like resistance, if it looks like um, pain, you know, all of those things are, are happening. Can you give yourself enough freedom to do whatever the moment calls for? So, you know, that goes a little bit deeper than this kind of cause and effect what do you think that is along the lines of acceptance? Yeah, it is along the lines of acceptance, but acceptance sounds like a mental thing to do. I would like to say that our ideas here that we're talking about lead to a place of open heartedness. And so it isn't that you're accepting necessarily, but you're open hearted, you're open minded. You are allowing the present moment to happen. Now, you may not like it, and it may not be the way that you want to go, but then there's a response that comes from that. But still, it is what it is. That's where the spaciousness comes in. 
It sounds counterintuitive. It sounds like we might be asking you to give in to something or give up. No, this is not the case at all. This takes more strength, more bravery, more intestinal fortitude to actually just face head on what's happening with grace, with acceptance, and deal with it. So how does open-heartedness tie into that? Well, to me, open-heartedness is a spacious acceptance of the present moment. It's, it's your sense when you are accepting the present moment as it is. So I think when we talk about acceptance, which we have talked about recently, I think in the everyday world, people don't understand acceptance. But I think in this situation, it's it's a big part of dealing with change that can help bring the ease and peace that we all long for. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. People, well, the word itself, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're thinking, I'm in a situation and it's changing and I don't like it. And someone tells you, just accept it. And you think, well, that is way easier said than done. Yeah. And so, and that, and that approach isn't really what we're saying. Another word that you hear in Buddhist circles more, but it, it makes sense in English, is that word impermanence. Mm. And so there's understanding the truth of impermanence. So are we willing to accept that all things are impermanent? And the answer to that is we'd rather they not be impermanent. Right. We'd rather exactly. they be permanent. Yeah. And the truth of the matter is they're not. And so it's really this idea of having acceptance of the truth of the matter that all things are impermanent. But it could be really hard. You lose your job, but that job was impermanent. You lose a loved one. That was that that person was never going to live forever. Um, you have an expectation. Well, there was no guarantee that was going to happen. So there's sometimes a lot of pain associated with these um, with impermanence, but it doesn't change the fact that there's a wisdom and a um a piece in kind of understanding the truth of impermanence. And then it makes a life that's rich and interesting and has wonderful things and painful things. And all of the things in your life are just accepted as part of your life and not hidden or resisted or, hmm. you know, causing more suffering. Again, you approach life with this, perspective and you can move on from things. The way that lands with me is I am huge on not taking anyone or anything for granted. So I think an awareness of impermanence is a reminder to me that things are going to change and things are going to be different. So I'm going to enjoy them right now. I'm going to be aware of this present moment and know that the next moment could be different because, as you said, everything is impermanent. So for me, that translates into not taking anyone or anything for granted. To be in the present moment with people, right? I think that's another way. Is that another way to say not taking them for granted? Well, knowing that they're impermanent, knowing that we're, we all have a beginning and an end date. Everybody does and everything does. I mean, I love fresh flowers. I just was recently 
on a peninsula in northern Michigan and wandering up and down the rows of the most amazing, beautiful flowers. And I got to cut my own bouquet, which just brought me such great joy. But every time I cut a flower, I thought I'm I'm taking it from its home (laughs) and soon I'm going to take it to my home and it's going to last for a week or so and then it's going to be done. And there to me. That's a whole journey of impermanence and a whole, I feel every step of, of that. And I try to be aware in this moment of how beautiful they are now and how much I enjoyed being outside and picking them all out. Each one had a, a story for me and putting them together in a bouquet that to me was significant of, of group dynamics. You know, they all work together and brought their own colors and shapes and sizes and together they were beautiful. But I know in a week or so, it's not going to be so beautiful. So I'm trying to enjoy it now and recognizing, I don't know if this sounds like such a stretch, but the impermanence of a freshly cut flower bouquet, like everything else in life, to me, represents impermanence. Right, exactly. And you can enjoy the flowers when they're fresh. Right. And in a way, when you are aware of impermanence, you transform the decay of flowers into presence as well. And so even though the flowers aren't, aren't as beautiful as they were before, they're also living out their life and their purpose. And so you take that with awareness and wisdom and uh, you compost them and grow some more flowers. Right, right. It's complicated. It's, it's not so straightforward. And I would say that it's not something that you think up. It's a it's, an, it's a way of living life that comes from being in the present moment. I like David White's quote. He says, stop trying to change reality by eliminating complexity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like life is complicated. Reality is complicated. And so... We don't need to eliminate complexity. We don't need to eliminate the richness of life and the and the wonderful realities of life, even though they don't necessarily fit into our idyllic view of how things should be. That idyllic view of how things should be just isn't the case all the time. And because it's the truth that doesn't have to ruin the world. It only ruins a house of cards. It ruins a world that wasn't true to begin with. That's why we're asking here in this podcast and in our episodes that we go deep, go to a deeper level, go to that place that is steady and and wise and allows us to see the truth as it is and to settle into that and to feel the security and safety and authenticity of living a life that is complex, that does enjoy fully the wonderful things and and feels the painful things and moves on to the next moment. Ah, David White. In case you're not familiar, he is a, a poet who writes beautiful, beautiful poems. And to say life is complicated, I feel like that is something we need to teach our children, that 
yes, life can be beautiful, but life is complicated. And that includes impermanence. It's okay, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I learned all relationships are complicated. Even the simplest relationships are complicated. But if you can work it out, that's what's key to moving forward. But for someone like me who who doesn't like conflict and who avoids it and to accept and to be aware that life and people and situations are complicated and know because I've experienced enough losses and changes in my life to know there's impermanence, but to know that I can accept it and work it out. That's huge. It's it's a huge, it's a huge, important experience right it doesn't also you if you think it out it it may it may be only temporary but you have to really dig deep and say you know what are you really going to take what's happening as impermanent in the present moment i mean we're challenged all the time right i've heard you hear about this ghosting type of thing and someone says something wrong they're just ghosted like you're dead to me or whatever. This is such a, um, a uncomplicated response. It's so simple. It's so um, un- unnatural, right? It's like it's a it's the pure example of what you resist persists. Um, in society now, some people are upset with other people how what they're doing or not doing. Right. With health and masks and things like this is like it's way more complicated than than that and so let's work on our ability our individual ability to be present to what is and respond as opposed to react and see you know you do that for yourself and then it has effects on the people around you and the the there can be a more peaceful approach to this, a more accepting approach to this, it's more complicated. And I think for someone like me, I mean, we're not trying to be downers, but it's part of life. And I, I try to push it away and resist it and avoid it for so long. And now if I accept it and I'm aware of it, whether it's change or impermanence or conflict or pain, to acknowledge that it exists and it's okay and you can get through it that just makes me feel more balanced having that awareness. Yes, that's right. And I want all the listeners to, to work with this. And a lot of times your mind wants to resist this. And right. I totally understand. But let's yeah. move into a meditation that allows us to just be in the present moment and allow whatever happens to happen. And so let's set our intention for this meditation for whatever needs to happen, happen. And let's practice just the present moment as it is. And the way we do that, since we're just sitting here in a quiet place, we're going to use the breath. Now, if we were in a busy office, we might be using what people are saying to us. If we might be listening to the radio, we might be hearing messages that we need to be aware of as where they're coming from. But we're not doing that. We're 
breathing. So we're going to use the breath as our thing to be aware of at first. Right? Does that make sense? Where the where the breath is the the anchor, the base. The, I love how people say it's always there. It's like, oh yeah, we're always breathing. We're so always yeah, breathing. Let's, so yeah. So this is our entryway to understanding awareness. And we'll use this skill. This the skill is kind of being able to concentrate. And there's concentration meditation and there's insight meditation. And so concentration meditation can be you concentrate on your breath or you concentrate on a word or a thought or an image. And then insights are where you then develop this awareness and insight, let's say, about impermanence. And so if you, you, there's all different types of meditation you might do, but the way that I find best for myself and what I like to share with people simple is start being aware of the breath. And so you're sitting there and you don't have to sit in a fancy position, but you want to be comfortable. It's good to have your feet on the floor and your hands in your lap, right? And just so you can sit there for a few minutes, be comfortable and stable, right? But if you want to lay down, you can do that. If you want to stand up, you can do that. If you want to walk, I mean, all of these things are possible. Let's not create barriers here. This is a, like a secular practice. If you went to the Korean Buddhist place where I used to go, very structured. You have to walk a certain way, sit a certain way, enter the room a certain way. But that's not necessary for what we're doing. What we really want to do is open to this deeper sense of our true nature as awareness or awareness of awareness or connection to the divine, however you want to frame it for yourself. The words don't matter anymore. It's how you're feeling connected. Right? So again, we're going to go to the breath and we're going to notice the air as it goes in and out. So you'll all of a sudden now, instead of the unconscious breathing that we were doing, now we are aware of the breath. So the awareness part of us is activated. It's woken up. It's like, oh, I'm aware of the breath. And I'm aware that each breath is different. It changes. Sometimes I breathe deep. And sometimes I breathe shallow. And sometimes I breathe coarse. Sometimes I breathe subtle. And sometimes you'll notice you breathe deeply at first. Then it becomes very shallow, very subtle, because you don't need as much as you calm down. 
less oxygen used, less carbon dioxide produced. But this is all for awareness of the breath, not to control the breath. Aware of the breathing, aware how breathing changes. And aware of your body. If your whole body, you know, they say that the, all the cells in your body basically replace themselves after seven years or so. And uh, as a doctor, I'm not sure that's entirely true, but certainly things are happening in your body all the time. Cells are being replaced new blood cells, new bone cells, hair, intestine, you know, so much turnover, your body is not the same. What you've eaten, you know, makes up your body, your nutrition. How much you exercise, what medical conditions you have. Change is just part of the body. Age, for sure. Just imagine your body when it was a baby and it was 10 years old, 20 years old, 30 years old. What will my body be like when I'm 40 years old or 50 years old? You don't want to think about getting older, but your body's getting older. Change. And some people don't like that. So even stop now. It's like notice your resistance to aging, perhaps. Notice your judgment on other people that are older and where that might come from. Maybe your fear of getting older. So now we're doing mindfulness of thoughts, emotions, and judgments. So bring that into awareness, right? And so this awareness place is always that place of observing, of witnessing, of knowing how the mind is working, how the emotions are working, you know, how the reactions are happening, how the expectations are being created and met or not met. So, right, so we're practicing mindful awareness, so that we can take that out into the world and be aware of change, understand impermanence. And then be open to how that might change your perspective. It's not instant. 
but it might change how you move through the world, how you might plan for things, how effective you might be, how effective you might be working with others, subtle, complex. Right, but with just a, an idea or a faith that being present through mindful awareness to whatever is It's going to result in a different life experience than one that wants to pretend, wants something beside what's true, wants things to be the way they used to be. And if that's where your mind is at, you can have compassion for yourself. Use the practice to further deepen your awakening to this awareness sense that you have. And let it just move through you, right? Don't overthink. Right? And then if you overthink, that's okay too. Just become aware that you're overthinking. Go back to your breath. This is all just for you to respond to that deeper sense that's calling you to this work in the first place. So if you could smile, good job working hard. Life is a complex. Take a couple of deep breaths. And open your eyes and just check in and see how you feel. I'm wondering how are you with change? Because you certainly addressed a lot of the things in your meditation that getting older as a woman is a change I don't like and wanting things to be how they used to be is a change I don't like. So you were spot on with me. I'm just wondering, do those apply to you too? Or are you just leading us in meditation? No, no, I, I, um, I'm very aware of change, very aware of age. Um, I've just moved, and so there's a lot of changes that are going on. It's the, the moving changes are fun. The aging changes are are not fun. Right. But you know what? That's okay, too. 
what are you going to do? You know, right. and then you're compassionate with yourself. It's like, okay, right. you know, you might feel a little, a little bad about getting older and, and all, but you know, take, I have take a lot better care of myself now. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, when I was younger, I could kind of get away with lots of things, but now I need to get more rest. I need to get good nutrition. I need to exercise. I exercise a lot. Now I feel so much better. And in some ways I feel younger than I did before because I've lost weight. I'm very active and it feels good. So it's not that it's ultimately not that big a deal. You know, the facelift helped and stuff. <laughs> Just kidding. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, all right. Well, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you you were definitely addressing some of my concerns when I thought, hmm. Well, I bet a lot of people listening are having the same concerns about change. They're my, you know, they're my concerns too. So yeah. like, well, they came out of my mouth. And so yeah. you know, everyone has their own concerns. And, and and let's just keep, like I said, just work with it and be compassionate. And there are some things we can do about it, but some things we can't. And so working with it and responding as opposed to reacting. And, you know, some people might feel better with some body work. I'm not against that anyway but you got to know what your expectations are and why you might be doing it but just to have compassion for yourself and to be aware of what's going on and then transform that awareness to presence and then you respond instead of react and be aware that life is complicated not expect everything to be perfect and to know that there will be changes and to respond to those changes not react that those that's my takeaway yeah, exactly. And and then just to add that uh, it's not a mental game here. It is a it's a it's ex, it's a lived experience. And in order to connect to that deepest part of you, I recommend doing some meditation every day where you practice awareness and transform these things into awareness. And then watch and see how things progress. And we'd love to hear if you're progressing or regressing or have questions or concerns. You can email us at exploringawareness at gmail.com. Pretty basic. Check us out. Like us on Facebook. And we're on Instagram and Twitter as well. We love getting listener mail. So please keep the mail coming on in. I hope everyone has a great week and please try to practice a little bit every day. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. This podcast is not an attempt to practice medicine or provide specific medical advice, nor does use of this information establish a physician-patient relationship. Listening to this podcast does not replace medical consultation with a qualified health or medical professional to meet the health and medical needs of you or others. If you are having problems, please see your primary care provider or your local mental health professional.